Today's episode of Ford the Rock podcast is brought to you in part by Urban Equity Properties, Rockford's leader in downtown real estate. You may turn to Urban Equity Properties for all your real estate needs, residential, commercial, and retail. You may find Urban Equity Properties at urbanep.com. Welcome to another Ford the Rock podcast presented by The Element of Rockford. And here's your host, Ed McCullough, Director of The Element. Hello and welcome to another Ford the Rock podcast presented by The Element. I'm Ed McCullough, and today our guest is Melissa Ridgway, the career services gal for Rockford Career College. She does community outreach and lots of stuff, but she knows the college and knows the community, and that's why we're talking to her. As you know, if you're a follower of the podcast, we like to emphasize the positive. We also like to find things in Rockford that you may not know about, that the community in general may not know about, that are really assets. We hear too much negativity about Rockford, and there are lots of good things and positive things going on in town. So, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, what we want to talk about a little bit to start out is get a little background on yourself. Where are you from? I am actually from Rolling Meadows. So, Arlington Park Racetrack was basically my backyard. So, suburb of Chicago, well within Woodfield Mall stomping grounds, very happily close oh, enough Woodfield to a mall. Mall hangout. All right. <laughs> that is a favorite. Yeah, out towards Chicago a little bit more. Okay, so then you went to college where? NIU. So I actually went to NIU for my bachelor's degree and my master's degree. Both your master's and bachelor's? So as a fellow political scientist, <laughs> which we were just sharing, difficult to get a job any yeah, days for any day. a poli-sci major. But your master's was in? So it was a field called biopolitics. So it was basically like the love child of biology and political science and early legislation on that. So it covered kind of some of the hot topics that could oh, come okay. out of biology. Oh, okay. So it was one of those deals that was an offshoot that yes. got, <laughs> got created when they started funding higher education. I uh, initially was going to move out towards the West Coast at some point in my life. And here we are still in the Midwest. So that didn't come to fruition. But Okay. Well, but there's nothing wrong with being a Midwest person. You know, <laughs> no, we're nice it. people here in the Midwest. So how did you get into career education? So it sort of found me. So I had that political science background, and I was working as an office manager at a law office. And a friend of mine was working actually at Rockford Career College, and he had called me and asked if I had ever had an interest in teaching. I hadn't. I enjoyed working in the legal field, but so many people in my family are teachers, and so when he suggested, I was like, well, what if I really like that? And I'm like, you know, let's give it a shot. We'll show up. We'll do the interview. Let's see where it goes. And I did that. And it was sort of like a love at first sight. Like I came in, I got to see the campus. I got to see the programs that were offered and was like, yeah, I think I'm going to make this move and jumped out of the legal field and into teaching political science. So I actually started at the school back in 2013 as a teacher. Oh, really? So you started teaching political yep. science? Yeah. Okay. Actually, it was the paralegal program. Let's define what a career college is. What is Rockford Career College? Absolutely. So the point of our institution is for an individual to be able to come in and obtain a degree that can help get them into the workforce. So it's not your typical four-year institution like what you and I both went to for political science. It's more geared towards those who are really trying to enter a job force without the previous experience or maybe with a little bit of experience but not the 
same experience as what they might need for the particular job they're trying to get to. So we're, we're talking about a shorter form here, yeah. as I understand it. I mean, some courses are five weeks, 10 weeks. Five weeks, yeah. Five weeks, and then you graduate, you get a certificate, or you move on to new, another five-week course, or? So it depends. All of our programs run in a wheel format. So we have some diploma programs, and we have some associates track programs. The diploma programs typically run every 10 months, but a student can enter the program every five weeks. So within a five-week period of time, they take two classes, and then they switch out of those two classes and move into the next two classes and can have new students jumping in, could have older students jumping in. It just depends on where the class falls in the wheel. For some of our associates programs, the classes are 10 weeks in periods of time. So they do the same kind of model they just switch up every 10 weeks instead. Okay, what's important to me here is you're not applying six months, nine months, a year out and waiting to find out if you get in, or yeah. blah, blah, blah. How long does it take to apply and then yes or no? It depends on when you're ready. So, I mean, we've had students apply, meet with financial aid and admissions on a Friday, come in prepared with a copy of their high school diploma and are starting classes that Monday. So they just basically get the weekend off to celebrate their success and start school. You do have to have a high school diploma though, is that correct? So we offer some programs right now that are considered ability to benefit students where they are able to enter the program without a high school diploma or GED, but we work with them and our business partners to try to get them to get their diploma while they're in school completing the certificate. Because it's typically the trades. A lot of our ATB students come in in the trades side. That's the, those ability to benefit students. So the ones okay. without a high school diploma or GED often come in for a trades diploma. They can also do programs like early childhood development is another one that students can come in without a degree and they can get their degree while they're in it. So there are a variety of programs that you can come into without a degree, but you're encouraged. Is it required to be working towards your high school diploma? It's or? encouraged. So we encourage them with their education to be getting their diploma at the same time while they are in school. Okay. So the point I, I really find interesting here is, having done some research, the element on this stuff, you don't have to go through a thousand clicks on a website to figure things out. You can come in, talk to somebody, sign up over a weekend. You can, if you got everything in line, you can register and start classes, but there is that financial aid, there's affordability programs, or you have a scholarship program you're working, I understand, working on expanding. Let's talk a little bit about cost because it's not, this is not an institution that's going to cost you 20 grand a year or, you know, five grand for five weeks or anything. It's, let's talk, just have a general sense of affordability. Yeah, it's it's a wide range. So it just depends on whether you're coming in for a diploma program or an associate's program. And then even the different diploma programs, whether it's on ground or if it's online, it's a huge range of financials. So you definitely want to go to the website and take a look at the specifics on it. And then we make you meet with one of our financial aid advisors right there from the start so you can see what the breakdown is, work on any scholarship opportunities that you might have presented to you, any financial aid. I mean, we operate the exact same way as any other collegiate institution. So when it comes to the finances, what might be available to you elsewhere is also still available with you at our school, despite running it a little differently. And again, this is very quick. I think I really want to impress upon people 
who are looking into this, there is an ease of access here that you don't find at traditional colleges and universities or community college. You can walk in the door, talk to somebody, get familiar with programs, start to sign up. You don't, I mean, quite frankly, you could take one five-week course and decide I don't like that and move on to something else, right? Not really. Um, so, I mean, don't you could tell change. Me that, really? <laughs> you can, well, because they're not five week certifications. It's a 10 month diploma program. So what's a diploma here? Because it's not a university degree or a community associate's degree, is it? It's simply a diploma. So, it's just stating that you have a diploma in, let's welding or a diploma in HVAC. It's just an additional credential that you can put on a resume to show that you have some academic experience in this field, especially for those who have no previous experience. All right. So it's not a certified diploma from a university or anything, but it's a diploma from you saying, hey, this person has completed this course about XYZ. So it's the, yes, it'll be the entire 10-month program. So it'll be a diploma that's stating they completed this program. While they're in the program, a lot of them offer additional credentialing certifications. So we'll say on HVAC, they offer the EPA exam. So they're able to take that through the program. So they get the 10-month diploma that says they completed the program, and then they're able to get that additional certification towards the end of it. They all test for it. So, so long as they pass, then they get the EPA certification in addition to it. And the school pays for that. All right. Then on the website, there's a lot of talk, and I should have said this earlier, full disclosure, Melissa and I have been working on a project together that will hopefully we'll be able to announce uh, later in the fall, but have known each other in the past. So take that into account as she takes cheap shots at me through <laughs> the course of the program. But I've noticed there's a lot of people walking around in scrubs. So there's both yes. dental programs. <laughs> And uh, there's also health programs, right? There are. Well, and so some of those scrubs you might see walking around with some furry friends, too, because we also well, have vet, animal that's sciences. That's right. A vet, yeah. Veterinarian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, does anybody else do that around town? Not in the area. So right. um, so it, this is introductory to help being a part of a veterinary yeah, hospital. The, or Yep, a veterinary technician. And they also take an exam at the end of their program to be certified and licensed in the state of Illinois as a vet tech. Um Love that program. I swear you fall in love every single day with a different animal <laughs> just from them coming to campus. So for anybody who doesn't know about our vet tech program, every Monday, a different local shelter or facility comes in with animals. They bring dogs and cats and drop them off on Monday and they get housed on our facility until Thursday when they get picked back up. And during that time, we could be working on nails they could be undergoing a surgery, spaying and neutering happens right there on our campus, could be something working with dentals. We've had some issues where animals maybe came in with previous well, injuries, be it from like a fire or from so dog they, fighting. You, so and you, again, this is very hands-on yes. and they're working with animals that are coming in from a shelter, it may have XYZ yeah. problem and they're getting to really help. And we, the and dog, then, cat. Yes, you know, and then we look at adopting them. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> most of those animals get adopted by staff um, when they come around because our instructors are amazing at putting them on leashes and walk them around so everybody can kind of have like a little upper during the week two of a different dog. Oh, really? So they go walking through mm -hmm. the campus? They go walking right through campus. <laughs> oh, far so then on the uh, health services programs, what gives a, a bit of a brief there? Everything from medical assisting. Our practical nursing program has now been running for about a year and has been 
ridiculously successful. Practical nursing program. Let's define that. Practical nurses. So people who are needed in um, occupational therapy, nursing homes. Um, Most of the students that go through our practical nursing program are looking to gateway into nursing at some point in time. Um, So this gives them the opportunity to work in the field as well before they go into a nursing degree. So someone can come in, take the nursing program. How long is that? Is that 10 months, I take it? I believe that one is... 14 months, but don't quote me on that one. I don't okay, recall. Okay, check the, the website, head. folks. Yeah, 14 check the website months. on that check one. Check the website. <laughs> but that's a program that really is like a gateway to yeah. the whole nursing profession. And it kind of is, we'll call it that like Oreo frosting in the middle. <laughs> For a lot of people, they come in as CNAs. They want to take the next step to be a practical nurse. And then after that, they move on to be a nurse. So, to nursing, full-time yeah. nursing school that yep. be more of a regular, a full-time institution. That, to me, is one of the keys to the college is this is an ease-of-access place. I mean, you can come in, gain knowledge, not a lot of pressure. There's not a difficult admission process, right? What are the admission requirements? I mean, it depends, I suppose, but are there admission requirements? I'm going to say that really the biggest admissions requirement is just the desire to learn. I mean, we will work with pretty much anybody at any spot in their life to talk with them and make sure that this is the right choice for them right now. But if you are wanting to get into something different, like we're wanting to have that conversation with you. So it's really about changing a life. Absolutely. So I've kind of woken up. I'm tired of flipping burgers, whatever. And I realized maybe I'm in love all of a sudden. I want to get married or somebody hit me over the head and said, hey, grow up. Uh, I've got to, you know, get some sort of a profession going. <laughs> yeah, shape up. <laughs> this is it. I can walk in the door, pick something, get started, and be on my way without a lot of complication. Absolutely. it's a, Our demographic is either individuals who are maybe in one field and they want to change, or we're maybe doing one type of work and want to change the type of work they were doing into something else. A lot of stay-at-home moms who are deciding to re-enter the workforce um, or stay-at-home dads who are looking to re-enter. That's a big one. Our age, the age range of our students is extremely wide. So I always love when when admissions bring somebody around on a tour and they're like, I'm a little nervous. I just feel like I'm too old for college. I'm like, I don't ever want to hear you say that again because let's talk about how quick this program is and how quickly it can get you into the next step of your career. And there is no age barrier. Like, this is all about you and what you want to do next. And there's a lot of restructuring that's gone on in the last 10 years in our economy. And COVID created a lot more. But we recently had an automotive plant in Belvedere shut down. So folks from that sort of thing, a shutdown of some kind, a layoff, a closure of a plant, whatever, this is a place to go and say, okay, I was doing putting on windshield wipers or whatever, and now I can learn something new. And I could be 45 or 35 or 50. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. So I'm not walking into a college where, oh, my God, there's a bunch of 20-somethings or teenagers and staring at phones and twiddling away that I don't really understand. (laughs) You are so hands-on. You don't have time to be playing on your phone in class. (laughs) Again, this is very important because this is career education. There are lots of jobs in Rockford that don't get filled because people don't have an appropriate background. Right. And, I mean, there are thousands of jobs going unfilled in Rockford. And here's an opportunity, a place with low threshold that people can come in. Again, we're talking with Melissa Ridgeway, Rockford Career College, in charge of career services. And we're trying to explain to folks the mission of the school. 
Is there a defined mission? I mean, is it a mission statement of some kind somewhere? Yes. The exact mission statement. Well, let's be exact, (laughs) Melissa, for goodness sakes. I mean, it's definitely something that we all, uh, it's like plastered all over the walls at the school, too, and what we all try to live by. And Mike would kill me if I didn't have it. That's her boss, by the way. (laughs) The mission of RCC is to educate our students with a relevant, well-rounded occupational education, provide employers with well-prepared graduates, and serve our community partners. Excellent. Now... There's two other things I want to follow up on here. One is, and this is part of your career services gig, a wide range of industrial groups and employers in Rockford that you talk to on a regular basis, talk about what job opportunities are there, and and actually have them focus on hiring new graduates, right? We'll bring them all to campus. So those are usually... So you're bringing the industries to yes. campus. Our students do field trips where they will go to them directly to see, like, potential spots of where they could be working. I absolutely love days when we have employers on campus to go and talk to students. We invite graduates too so that they can come and hear them speak and they tell them all about what they do and what kind of positions they have open and what the hiring process is like. And so we really focus on that. We make sure that that is happening regularly. And by regularly, I mean like if there is not an employer on campus like every two, three weeks, it's a surprise. So, yes. So we tease them in orientation. Um, I usually walk around and I'm like, you never know who I'm walking with. So you want to make sure you're presentable. Even in the hallways, you're always speaking properly. You are not goofing around. Like every single day is legitimately an interview on this campus because you never know who is visiting when. So, again, this is an emphasis on jobs now, on work now. And I will keep repeating this because I think it's vitally important for the community This is an easy place to access an opportunity. So if high school didn't really work for you or you were intimidated by the idea of going to a four-year institution or just didn't even suit you, don't be afraid of the phrase Rockford Career College. Focus on career, right? Absolutely. And the the fact that you're learning hands-on. So, yes, you're going to be using books, but you're like the veterinary program we talked about. There's going to be a lot of hands-on stuff, right? Absolutely. We really pride ourselves in that, too. We like to say, like, Rockford Career College is more than just an education. We are here to be a support system for you. We're here to help teach you the basics, some um, financial responsibilities. You take classes to really learn how to adult. <laughs> um, so how if to, you, I'm sorry? How to adult. It's adulting 101. Adult? <laughs> I haven't heard adult used <laughs> as a verb. Adult. Yeah. I like that, though. It's, How I mean, do adult? That's the number one complaint we get from employers is that, like, you know, we can teach them anything, but show up and be on time. And that, well, you're that, yeah, let's that talk about that stuff. You got, <laughs> because that really is uh, the project where Melissa and I are working on together has to do with jobs and careers and things. But it really is where there's a lot of problems or issues with people just not knowing how to. Show up on time, right. dress properly, yes. take directions. You know, the boss says do X, you do X. Right, without complaint. You just, you do it. Yeah, that is you your don't job. ask why, <laughs> you know? Yes. Go fix that widget, you well, know, whatever. We've sort of learned through our experience, too, that sometimes it's not, like somebody's not showing up dressed inappropriately because they're choosing to dress that way, but they maybe don't know how to dress. They've never had someone show them that structure. They haven't had that support system. So they haven't we, had professional or they've office. They've never been exposed to, to it. it. Right. Yeah. It's so not in their life. We really try to hone in on that and just make people feel supported that they can ask those questions. We have students come 
to our offices specifically for career services and we're like, dress how you're going to dress for this interview. And if they show up in a hoodie, I'm like, this is not how we're going to dress for this interview and have to discuss it and really hone in on some of those skills that you assume people have. You assume they've seen, but really they've maybe never practiced it. So they don't know what they're doing. I mean, this is an important focus. People have to be willing to grow. That is good a word as any. Grow into adult, doing adult behavior or adulting. Adulting. You're going to use it all the time now. (laughs) I I really am. It really is important. There is a transition that has to take place from high school, from being a teen, to you wake up one day and all of a sudden, you know, you're paying the bills and the mortgage or the rent or whatever. So there are programs that are part of all the classes. a separate deal? Do I have to sign up? Let's say I'm in the dental hygiene program. Now, do I have to sign up separately for the adulting programs? (laughs) No. I am going to use this. So the only way you get out of our adulting programs is if you come in with a bachelor's degree. So because you've received some sort of higher education already that you don't have to take. They're called our student success courses. And so we have Student Success 101 and Student Success 102. Let's let's go back again on that. It's what? Student Success. Student Success 101. 101 and 102. And they are the behavior programs? Yes. So 101 really hones in on how to be a successful student, talking about time management, talking about taking good notes. Again, like they're the skills that everybody knows about, but maybe haven't practiced as much. Well, you're sitting across from somebody who took lousy notes in college. so <laughs> We can teach you how to take them better. <laughs> I, I might go in for students 101. <laughs> then 102 is all professionalism, and that's they learn how to write a resume. They write a cover letter, elevator speeches, which is my personal favorite, um, learning how to and, and market And what is themselves. an elevator speech for those of us who are not familiar? It's marketing yourself. You're your best brand. You're the only thing people can't take away from you. Right. And doing it in 30 seconds or less. 30 seconds or less. I've actually made them ride the elevator and tell me about themselves. No kidding. Yes. You've taken them on an <laughs> elevator them on ride. The elevator. That's right. There is an let's elevator ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you don't believe me, let's try this. We brought let's in go. guests. Let's and practice. Had them tell about themselves to complete strangers so that they can get that anxiety out. We try to make you as comfortably uncomfortable as possible in the professional realm where we're going to push you to break you out of your shell so that you can go into a job interview and just completely rock it and start here with those nerves so that when you're in it, those nerves are starting to dissipate and you're really running the interview more than feeling like you're just anxious from it. All right. What's important here, I think, and I hadn't thought about this before, you're really reducing fear in many, many ways because the greatest obstacle to moving forward in life is fear. Always is, always has been. And so, and it's candidly, people, it's the fear of shame, humiliation. This stuff didn't work for you before. You were a lousy student. You've been told your whole life you can't learn, blah, blah, blah. And if you're one of those people, you end up with images and fear. So when you get to that point where you have no choice or you choose to get past it. Absolutely. This is a place that really addresses the fears. Yeah, and we want you to feel accepted. So we want you to be able to come in. Another big word, accepted. Yeah, I mean, part of that's the group. part of the fear, right? I mean, right. you fear like you're not going to be accepted in a different profession. You feel that's that same thing when we were talking before. People feel they're too young to do a program, too old to do a program. Like both sides are feeling this way, then obviously we shouldn't be worrying about this. It's just really getting into the fact of like, what do you love to do? Because it always falls into that adage of, If you go to work every single day doing what you love to do, are you really working? Or are you able to do something that you're able to give back? So 
We love it. It's our culture. Okay. So the culture is, is incredibly supportive. And having been familiar with and having gone to a four-year college, it, this is very different than a professor, you say, in office hours or on Tuesdays and Thursdays at one o'clock and show up or being in a class with 300 other people in an auditorium, you know, or some of the other weird things that happen in a university or college setting these days. Back to, is there someone, when I go in, I and I've got no idea what I want to do, but I'm greeted with a counselor. Is that the first step? I'm going to go back to that. If you're just not sure and you're kind of teetering around with a couple of different ideas or just like not even sure what you should be looking at, we'd absolutely welcome you to come on in. You would talk with the person at the front desk, say what you're there for. They're going to ask you if you've ever been here before. You'll tell them no. And then they will go and see which admissions advisor is available and not in an appointment. And you'll meet with them. They'll tell you all about the school. They'll take you on a tour. We'll get an idea of what you're interested in. If it's something that you're feeling very strongly about and you want to go and talk with financial aid, they'll set you up with a financial aid appointment so you can get an idea of the financial takings for this as well. If you need to think about it a little bit more, you leave and admissions is going to reach back out to you just to see like how you do and do you have any other questions? Do you maybe want to come sit in a class for 20 minutes and see like what the class is like? to see if, if this is your choice um, or is it two classes you want to sit in to really understand what you're doing and make sure you're making the best choice for yourself going forward. It's very, very open arms. Okay. Then the next question is, as I go through this process, I've got people really, really supporting me, but there is flexibility. I can't change my mind. I just really want to emphasize how easy it is. So that reduction of fear, I think, is a big thing. It's a barrier to people. Yeah to come in. And the range of things are everything from the welding program, for instance, to veterinary school introduction, to dental hygienist, to nursing, to business, right? Mm -hmm. there's yes. business. Yep. There's business, there's paralegal, there's one of our newer programs. We have a cannabis dispensary program. Ooh, I'm um, sorry? That, yep. Cannabis dispensary. Cannabis dispensary. Yep. All right. <laughs> sign me up. Where do I... <laughs> <laughs> it's been really popular and we're actually probably the most strict on the admissions process for that one so there is there a great demand for cannabis dispensary people yes it's like one that we're expecting to just continue growing too based on everything that we're seeing from market research like it's just not when i began working at this school if you would have asked me if i thought that that was a program we would be doing in the future i probably would have just stared at you and now that we're in it, I'm like, why didn't we not think of this sooner? Because this is the a day it great became program. legal. Yeah, it's yes, yeah, it's been incredible. <laughs> it's just like so. If you've been uh, wondering about a career opportunity <laughs> and you think of yourself as a dude, you know, hey, dude, it's not even a, that side of it though. It's like they learn so much on the strains, and it's actually a really. Uh, again, something that a lot of people don't recognize. It's a very difficult process to be working in the cannabis industry. Like we're talking background checks every single year, state certifications. Like it's not something that just anybody can walk in. And so it's do. not like it's selling clothes or something at the mall. You, you yes, it's much harder to be in <laughs> cannabis dispensary than it is to go sell clothes at the mall. I mean, it's it's very tough. It's very tough, and the job market can be somewhat competitive. But that's a great thing because there's all these different jobs that are coming up now for it. I just love that. I know. That. That I felt the same way when I first saw it. I'm like, huh. And then as we started doing it more, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this 
this should have been more visible to me. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was I've been shocked when I first did a tour. Didn't meet any pets along the way when I did my first tour. But I saw all these plaques on the wall and pictures and stuff. And it turns out Rockford Career College, this is not an overnight fly-by-night institution. This has been here... We're 160 years old. 160 years. So think about that, folks. How many institutions do you know that make it to 160? (laughs) You know, the country's barely there. So talk about a start a little bit. Yeah. And we're going back to the notes. We have notes... That Yes, this one. This one's not right at the tip of my tongue. I mean, we've been around since 1862. We were initially at Brown's College. Brown? Brown's. And we were over by, actually, I believe, like more this side of the river, maybe across the river. So not in the same spot that we are now. But started off doing a lot more bookkeeping classes. Like a business bookkeeping kind of place? Yes, like definitely more in the business realm than anything else. And that was so like business and commerce were kind of the big. Well, that makes sense for that time. Yes. And then moving into kind of more like reception when you're thinking like, World War II, you're looking at more females getting into the workforce then too. So reception was like a big one, still keeping with bookkeeping and just kind of progressed from there. We kind of, and all the way up to now where we're talking about cannabis dispensary. I mean, it's a constant evolution of programs that come through. So the career college keeps track of careers and you really look at market opportunities uh, from the conversations I've had in the past with you. Yeah. You know, where's the market now? Where can we fill a niche? avoid, if you will, and be able to help people get in. We bring employers in to speak about our programs. So we run meetings every single year for each one of the programs and meet with people in the industry who have either hired or graduates, come in and spoken, maybe is a graduate who's in the field to kind of see like, what are they seeing in the field, comparing it to what we are doing in the classroom and do the two complement one another. Are we going after an area that's maybe no longer needed and should the program no longer be run? Are we missing the mark on something that maybe we need to implement a different program? I mean, we are very dependent on our community partners, the market demand, and the information we receive from that. We talked earlier about age, so we have a wide range. Again, go to the website, rockfordcareercollege.com. .edu. .edu. Very important, the edu. So we have a wide range of things that go into, but again, it's age is not an obstacle. So if somebody, again, if you're a waitress, not a bad life, you can make nice money, but if you want to get away from midnight closings and that sort of thing, uh, that you may start out as a paralegal or you could start out the vet, right? I mean. Yeah. I think COVID really drove home burnout for people and in different jobs and really just realizing that maybe they're they're putting so much into a job and for what is is this where you want to end up do you want to do something different do you picture yourself somewhere greater and that's sort of we are here to jumpstart that for people where if you have this idea and you can picture yourself where you want to be we're in it to help get you there to at least get you on that right path and not be burnt out that's a good word, it, because this is the beginning of something, usually, for people. This is not, I mean, you can, you're can you going to end up certificate, diploma, something you can take and use to get a job, but th- it really lays a foundation to go on. We're taking a break right now. It's time to refill our bank account. 
We'd like to thank the Eckberg Insurance Group for supporting the Elements Ford the Rock podcast. Please go to Eckberg.com to connect with Tyler Pickering. He'll work with you on all your insurance needs, whether they be personal, business, or not-for-profit. Once again, go to Eckberg.com for all your insurance needs. Let's go talk about a couple of things like how many students are there at any given time? I mean, probably a range these days. So Yeah, we have over 700 students right now in our student body. All right, so that's not insignificant. There's a lot of liberal arts colleges around the country that are six to 800 people. Yeah, yep, and that's both our ground and online campus. Okay, so you do do online. Now, if somebody's online, do they have to come in for a while or can they go totally online? They can be totally online. We do an orientation for our online students the same way we do for our ground students. It is done still virtually. The career services team is available both on ground and virtually. Our student support services are both on ground and virtually. So even though it is an online program, we do have computer labs on campus as well, where we have some students that maybe take an online program, but they complete all their work on campus so that they have people around them too that they can work with. They might do some study sessions on campus with students that are also in the area. So it's really up to the student what they prefer and do they want to do it all from home or would they like to come to campus sometimes and switch it up and... We give you that opportunity. So if I'm working someplace already and I'm doing this so I can move on to something else, and let's say I'm working eight to four somewhere, the classes are available to me after five or after four and online, or how does that work? Yep, depending on which classes. So online, that's you kind of self-pace. So there's no real set time as to when there's deadlines as to when homework and assignments and tests are due, but how you get there and at what time, if you do it at 11 o'clock at night, that's your prerogative. That's however you can get that scheduled. When it comes to the shift for our classes, we have day shifts and night shifts. Our typical day shifts run from 9 a.m. till 2.30 in the afternoon. And then our typical night shifts are from 5 p.m. till 10.30 at night. Run that by me again? Yep. So day shifts are typically 9 a.m. till 2.30 in the afternoon. And you call it the day shift. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta love a career college. We're even talking about day shift. <laughs> and then our <laughs> you night got the shift. day shift and the night shift. So what time's the night shift? Yes, night shift is five p.m. till ten thirty p.m. That late? Yes. So uh, once again, I' gonna be a broken record here, but there's a flexibility, and I just really want to make people understand this is an easy place to deal with, and the fear level could be reduced, and the flexibility. Again, you have a day shift, a night shift. You can fit it in. So go back to the, we got five-week, 10-week, and longer programs, a 14-week program we talked about. So I'm in a program, how many hours a week might I have to devote to a five-month program? So well, I'm going to... For five-week one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to back you up on that one. So all of the, there, is, there isn't a five-week program, it's five-week classes. So it's like um like a five-week semester. So the smallest programs are typically, for the diplomas, 10 months. There's a couple that might be seven months, but for the most part, you're looking at a 10-month commitment regardless. Okay, so I, I maybe I don't want to have confusion there. So you have a 10-month commitment to get a degree of some kind. Yes, and so then, but then the classes are only five or weeks five at weeks a time. Or five weeks at a time. Yes, so, so you take two classes... 
in a five week period of time, and then you flip to two new classes. Okay, for the so next how five much weeks. time do those two? Cl- are they forty five minutes an hour? Or? So one class is typically two and a half hours if you're doing two classes in a day. If you are doing a block schedule, it'll be that entire that entire block. So when we're saying like that day shift is nine a.m. till two thirty, if you have a block schedule, you'll only have one class and the same class on like Monday and Wednesday from 9 a.m. till 2.30 p.m. Otherwise, you might have two classes and it could be from 9 a.m. till 11.30 a.m., the half hour break for lunch, and then your second class will come in from noon till 2.30. And we only run classes Monday through Thursday. We typically don't run classes on Fridays. So it, there are blocks, but you can do these blocks at night as well. Yep, same and same concept. It's that 5 to 7.30, and then 8 to 10.30, or 5 to 10.30. Okay, so they are two and a half blocks, two and a half hour blocks. This is a commitment of time. You have to want to do this. Yes. This is not one hour a week here and there. Right, and with it being only five weeks with one subject matter with two classes, you miss one day and you miss a lot of material. So when you commit to it, you're committing to it. We want you here, we want you present, we want you... With the exception of some barring circumstances, we want to see your face because we're going to know you. Like when you were referencing college campuses, I always think back to a class I had at NIU where I know the instructor didn't even know my name. We didn't even turn in tests. We had like little handheld devices that had A, B, C, and D on it. And we took our tests electronically because you were just a number and it spit out there. So whether we showed up or not didn't matter. That's how we ran the class. That is the complete opposite of anything you will ever see on our campus. You'll have a name. We will know you. We'll probably talk with you about some of some of your life experiences, where you've been, how did you grow up? Like we really like to get to know our students because you matter to us. And so we want you to also feel like you matter. This is important in a world where people are looking, especially COVID, for community. Lots of people are just really, we've got so isolated and so separated. So here is a place where you really have a sense of community. I am scared, however, personally, I'll probably not be able to make it through this whole thing. A two and a half hour block, two of them in a day. (laughs) But remember, you're doing a lot hands on. So it goes really fast. We don't have any classes where you're sitting there in front of a book for two and a half hours. Or just taking notes. Or just taking notes. So our teachers aren't coming in to show you how to take notes, with the exception of that SS 101 class where you're just learning how to take really good notes, right. even that's only just one of the subject matters. That's not the full five weeks. Our teachers are coming in because they're people who have field experience. They're people who have been out there. They understand what it's going to be like when you enter the workforce. So their primary focus is to treat every day like a job where they want you to come in and be on time and ask the right questions And it's kind of like having like a team meeting at the beginning to go over the lesson. And then we're going to bring you out to the lab and let's try it. And let's see how you do with somebody seeing you and having foremen in trades, having team leads when it comes to medical and just being sure to like really, really get that hands-on experience. So you may be a two and a half hour block again, but it goes by fast. It is hands-on. You're not just sitting around taking notes. Again, it's the antithesis of a college of your traditional liberal arts or even, you know, science college. So even going through the process of the 10 months, you have to be adulting the whole time. Whole time. (laughs) But we tell people in orientation 
the desire to stop, to quit, to feel like you're failing, it happens for everybody because it's fast paced, because it's very information intensive and hands on and you're practicing what you preach. Like you're hearing it, you're seeing it, and you've got to be able to do it. So for us to meet with students who are like, I just don't know if I can keep doing this. It's regular, it's common. So you're surrounded by people who are like utilizing one another to keep themselves boasted up and encouraged to complete it. And I promise you, like there is nothing more incredible than our graduation day. Like everybody leaves, the instructors, people from the facility where we host it, like are encouraged at our graduation days because the energy is great because people are sitting there cheering each other on for getting there and getting it done, especially the ones who knew where those struggles were. So we really take pride in our culture. We really work hard at making those deeper connections with our students so that we can be there to help support them along the way when they have those hiccups, when they trip a little bit, just to make sure they get to the finish line. Again, this is where so many people drop out of college, drop out of the system, educational systems, because there is no support. And mental health and mental health issues, I mean, are a big buzz phrase of the day. One of the buzz phrases of the day coming out of COVID. Been around forever, though. But this is a place where, you know, you can receive support. You know, you're not going to feel that isolation you may have felt in the past that maybe held you back. Here's a place where you're going to have support from the teachers, the faculty, the staff, as well as your fellow students, right? I mean, that's what you're really talking about, a sense of camaraderie. Yes, yes. And the staff all work together. So, like, we all know what's going on with the students. So, if a student... And I can attest to that. (laughs) If a student misses a couple of days, you've probably already gotten a call or a text message from your instructor. Student services has already probably reached out. Depending on where you're at in your program, career services might have reached out and been like, hey, you just talked to me about how you want to get this position. I noticed you haven't been on campus. What's up? How can I help you? What Like the president will reach out to you. He has no problem picking up the phone and call. Like, I don't even honestly remember the name of the president at NIU when I was there. We're at our campus. Ours walks around and he's going to be in your classes and he wants to talk to you and his door is wide open. He shows you where his office is. Like, it's just such a different environment than anything I experienced. And that's not knocking the four-year institution in any way, shape, or form. But if you are one who needs and is looking for a different kind of environment and you're looking for that support, that is what we do. I want to, again, emphasize this. This is about opportunities for people to start over, to begin a new chapter in their life. And the age does not matter. You can be 19 or 45 or 35. And again, everybody is welcome and supported. And frankly, I've been there. I've seen it. And I really don't remember that many people smiling coming out of classes when I was in college. The times I've been around the campus at Rockford Career College, you literally see people coming out of class smiling. Yes. You know when classes are done because it's noisy. And it's not noisy because people are shuffling feet. It's noisy because they're talking and they're still engaged with what was going on in the classroom. It's excellent. Great. I want to go back to cost. This is, I'm Melissa, a little unaware of cost is not necessarily <laughs> not my wheelhouse. Her, 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 her forte is not really part of her uh, dominion. But please go to the website and check the cost out because this is very affordable. There are a number of plans for it. Paying for the cost or helping, you know, 
pay part of the cost. Don't let cost be an obstacle here. You can find a way to afford this. Well, the financial aid team is amazing that they like meet with every single student. Well, there's a financial aid team. So a student comes in, I want to come here. Here are my resources. How can we work this out? Sometimes they have a list of even if it's just additional scholarships that they can maybe apply for to if there's a gap, like if they're getting any kind of financial aid, because we do accept all your standard financial aid avenues as well. Some of them, if they want to pull out a personal loan and handle it that way, they'll help with them with that material. Some students pay cash, and so they come up with payment plans. And so that's something else that they'll set up with you. I mean, oh, payment plan, really? a payment plan. So we're very, very sensitive to making sure that if this is something you want to do, let's see what we can do to help you make it happen. Let's mention, I give some props to a couple of employers who help pay costs here. Are they, couple that you can mention? I I can tell you, we work very, very heavily with Workforce. They are incredible with working with our students. Workforce's? Workforce Connection. Okay. They're an organization in Rockford that take individuals who have maybe been displaced from jobs or had been working elsewhere previously or maybe had a hard time finding work, and they help shape them to their next steps. They kind of, they're the first step before kind of getting into a career college on the life skills side. So they have been working with, we were talking about that plant that had shut down. They work with a lot of those individuals to help them get on their next steps. And they come to us and we work with them when it comes to the financial aid part of it and what their different companies are paying for it. Because a lot of the people that left that plant were given like stipends for education. Mm -hmm. And so they want to use it so they can get into a new trade in a different job field. So somebody may come into the financial aid group at Rockford Career College. And they'll say, okay, you are a candidate for this program at the Workforce Connection, which is a local institution that's federally funded in town to provide job opportunities and employment. But you're going to be directing them and helping them through that maze, if you will, or whatever there is. Yes. So um, financial aid team helps them with whatever. Some students come already prepared and they're like, here's my here's my novel of everything that I'm applicable for. How do we get this done? Where, where do I need to sign up? What websites do I need to enroll in? Some students come in and they're like, I have no idea. I've never done this before. I've never even looked at a college application until this moment. Help. And so financial aid will sit down with them, take them through the whole step to see like where where are the best resources for this individual and then what are we looking at financially to make sure that it is because we also don't want people to come out of it and have this giant debt owed that they're never going to be able to get when working in their field so we want to be very cautious of that too well that's an they important very point hard. we're not talking about racking up twenty thousand dollars worth of debt here or anything no we don't want you to leave a program with less than what you came in with. That's not, that's not. That's not an adulting thing to do. (laughs) No, we're teaching you the complete opposite of that in SS 101. Financial team is really, really good at sitting down and going over any possible financial hurdles with each, and and they meet with everyone. So you, you can't enroll in that school without having met with them. The reality is don't let money be an obstacle. Don't let your past education experience be an obstacle. Don't let your age be an obstacle. <laughs> the only obstacle is you. Is you. <laughs> it's, that's it. That's it. So the rest of it is a conversation. All right. So this is uh, Melissa Ridgeway again in charge of career services at Rockford Career College, which has been around for over or 160 years here in Rockford and is not widely enough known, in my opinion, 
the Elements opinion. And again, full disclosure, we're working on a project together. We'll talk about, we hopefully, in the future. Melissa, anything that you, we've not talked about that you wanted to cover? No, I mean, we covered a lot of covered a lot of ground here today, Ed. That was a lot of stuff. <laughs> hey, that's what we I try expected. to we, Yeah, it. that's what we try to do here. We want to give you the information. Now, again, rafrecurecollege.edu, the edu is important. And in terms of some of the stuff we've talked about with financial aid, the course requirements, what's there, go ahead and, and visit the website and don't be afraid to Google veterinary medicine or whatever it is that strikes your fancy is you there's a laundry list of things very diverse cost offerings and again this is not something that's going to take four years or two years even you're going to be able to get through something that gives you skills in 10 months 12 or yeah 10 months 10, could be 10 months you know, yeah 12, could be the two 12 years months or, yep. 14 months on the outside i mean we've talked about a couple of programs here but we're talking over 25 programs are offered at our school so you figure out what kind of fields you want to get into you want to do business do you want to do medical do you want to be in the trades and take a look on our website they're all broken down for you and can kind of see all the different different avenues you can take it and you could just walk in the door you don't even have to call right you can you can just walk in the door we do encourage appointments but really on our website there's a spot where you can just ask for more information you just fill it out real quick basically ask for like your name what program you are you're interested if you're not sure you can just leave it blank and then you put your phone number and your email address and that goes right into the admissions team and so somebody's going to reach right back out to you and it's a real person it is not a robot we do have live people talking with you, which was a little bit different than some of my previous experiences too, but they will chat with you right then and there about what you're interested in and get you signed up to come in to at least see the campus. And then the campus is located, and we say campus is really one building, but it does have 700 students. It's at 1201 South Alpine or 12 something, or it's on South Alpine. Yes, 1130 South Alpine. 1130 South Alpine. So that's, for those who've been around a while, it's the old Colonial Village. It was a mall at one point. It's really kind of the corner of what? Newburgh? Broadway? What is that street? Five points. It's a five points area. Yes. If you're around Rockford, yeah. it's the five, the five points area. So you have a geographic location. All right. So in wrapping up, we have a traditional question that we ask in Melissa is, you know, from the Chicago suburbs, but... What are the three or four things or two or three things that about Rockford that you enjoy or like or you found to be uh, personally uh, useful? <laughs> On the jokier side, I love the food trucks. <laughs> you love the food trucks? I've truck. never seen so many food trucks You're in kidding my me. Life. You no. know, three years, five and years I ago, there were no it. food trucks. I, we had two. You can complain about what you want with COVID, but the best thing to come out of COVID is a food truck. That is like genius to me. (laughs) I've never seen so many options. It's just crazy. Like, so that's definitely, that one's got to be one of my favorites. But like when, when we're talking about that coming out of Chicago, I'm also part of the music scene out here. And so when I think of the Chicago music scene, like people are not friendly. It's always got this like competitive edge. And when I came to Rockford and got to become a part of of that music scene, everybody's extremely supportive of each other, attend each other's shows. Like they want people to do well. They get excited when all their people are doing well. And it was such an incredible environment. And then I got to kind of see that transfer into my employment too and be able to see like 
once we make a connection with a certain community partner or with certain employers, like it just feels unbreakable because that support is so strong. And I never had anything like that where I came from. It was just like I said, it was very competitive. So this was a really, really nice welcoming vibe that Rockford kind of presented out there just from its music, seeing it in the music industry, singing in the employment industry. Like it's just, that was really nice. I mean, Rockford's screw city. So Rockford's home of like all things trades, I feel like. So I grew up in that era of you will go to college, you will have 2.5 kids and the white picket fence, and you will have this degree and this will be your life. And great. And then you're going to, but they skip the part where they're like, and you're going to come out with a bunch of debt and you're not going to really want to be a teacher because that feels like that's going to be your only option for a little bit. And I struggled so bad. I mean, when I was an undergrad, I changed my major every single year. And now when I look at what the community is like now and seeing Rockford really honing in on this being Screw City and promoting the trades. And I feel like in high school, like you took automotive class as like a blow off class. Like you didn't really want to do anything with it. It was just kind of like a class where you could goof off. And now you take automotive class because you're investing in your future and you know what you can see down the line. And I really had my eyes open to that when I came to Rockford because it just started really growing out here and seeing what some different organizations were doing. My husband and my oldest son are also both in a trades union. And so I was able to see them in their own little niches and see how that grew. And it's just been really, really inspiring to see how much the trades have gained in respect in uh, both academically and through the employment venues. Like it's just been really good to watch in Rockford and Rockford seems fully supportive of all things trades. And that's well, it's, wonderful. It's interesting is the food truck thing is a phenomenon <laughs> that I've had a hard time I love it. <laughs> get, grasping. The element, by the way, you did a couple of food truck fests, <laughs> uh, which were very good. Anyway, but the, the support of nature or the support of environment, I think, is interesting because it, it's true. Mm -hmm. The other thing, the picking out back on that is the thing I found about Rockford is if you want to get involved in a community and do things, it really is easy to get, oh, gosh, go to yes. work on a not-for-profit or pick a cause or a, a program you want to get involved in. It just, you could be active and be a part of the community and have impact because yeah. of that support of nature and welcoming nature, a come on in. Mm -hmm. That really is kind of a small townish in a way. It is. And I, Rockford gets such a crazy rap with crime. And don't get me wrong, there's crime out here. But when you look at all the different organizations doing exactly like what you're what you're demonstrating, what you're talking about, it's almost like an open door policy where it's like my front door is always open. Everybody's welcome despite all of that. And so it's just very nice. It's, it's a very welcoming community to be a part of. All right. That's a great note to end <laughs> on. Let's go it there. We've been speaking with Melissa Ridgway, Career Services VP for <laughs> Rockford Career College. Again, check out the website, rockfordcareercollege.edu. Melissa, thank you for joining yeah, us thank today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another Ford the Rock podcast by The Element. You can find us on Apple, Google, or any place you typically access your podcasts. 